Hello and welcome to Leading from the Middle, the podcast for middle leaders, brought to you by Education Support and the leaders team at Twinkle. Hi, I'm Gemma from Education Support. And I'm Claire from the leaders team. We hope this inspires you and you enjoy the episode. Hello, today we're talking about parents. How can you, as a middle leader, get the best out of the relationship with parents? And how can we work with parents to become partners in learning? Um, We're welcoming Helen Ede today, who's been teaching for 22 years and has been the deputy head for eight of those. She has responsibility for teaching and learning and the curriculum currently. And on top of all this, she is a lead moderator for Key Stage 2 Writing and provides outreach support and CPD from the Middlesbrough English Hub, as well as just being appointed as the MPQLL lead for the Ambition Institute. With all those credentials, we are delighted to welcome Helen to the podcast, especially as she believes that reading is the key to success. And of course, you need parental support with this. So today we're talking about relationships with parents with Helen. Hello, Helen. Hello, Claire. It's, uh, it's lovely to be able to join you here today. Oh, amazing. Thanks, Helen. Um, I'll jump straight in with a question then. Um, so for middle leaders, why is it so important to get the best out of relationships with parents? It's a good question, isn't it? Because we hear all the time about how developing parental partnerships is so crucial. But when we dig down into fundamentally why that's so important, I think for me, it's it's about trust. I think that's the key to um to building that success because trust is the bedrock for forming those relationships and one of the things that we're striving to do is build trust within the profession um, we are unfortunately sometimes having to battle against perceptions of our profession at the moment and mm. part of that is trying to build that trust in in us as a profession itself trust in you as a leader that you are making the right decisions and then you know what you're talking about and then ultimately trust the parents that their child is in the right place to nurture them mm. and the best for them so I think if you can get those those parental partnerships and that engagement right then you've got the bedrock of that trust and once you've got that trust you can you can move mountains then Mm, what what do you think you can do then with with that trust what are the benefits of of really putting in the time to create that positive relationship I think it's about understanding that the decisions you make are in the best interests of the child and having that 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 commitment to knowing that it's it's the right path it's the right trajectory um, without having to second guess and without having to question why you're making those decisions um for me that's what's going to to make the difference mm. Mm. so in your experiences like what have you seen be like the positive results then of of putting in that that effort and commitment with the parental relationship i mean it, it goes back to to bring in a whole host of different benefits once you've established that trust and made that that connection and it doesn't come easily you know, it's something that, that takes real work to get it right. But I think it's it's fundamentally important. But it will bring so many benefits to the school, to the children, to the community, because you're you you're providing consistent messages between home and school. And that's absolutely crucial. You you're working together for that same core purpose, um, which 
is for the, the best interests of, of the child. But you're also, it's not just about academic, you're working together for social aspects, emotional aspects. Um, so you, you, you're really developing the whole child once you've established those, those good relationships. Um, yeah. Again, we use that word partnership. And if you think about what partnership really means, um, it's about working together for the same purpose, and that's what we want to establish, that that commonality and that working for the same goal. But you can't do that unless you've got the trust in each other. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it, to come to this place where you can believe that you're both working for the same common end. Um Reading a lot at the minute in the media and just talking to teachers a lot at the minute about how everybody's obviously stressed. We've all been through this collective trauma of the pandemic and schools are still feeling, you know, not back to normal. So there's a lot of stress on all sides. I hear a lot of horror stories about parents really like going at teachers and the relationships being in tricky places. And I'm just wondering, um, you know, can you think of any times or any examples of have you got any advice around how to like turn around those really really tricky relationships and how you can move them to a positive more partnership-based place yeah and I I actually don't think that there's been enough um done around this area in terms of preparing our our new teachers for this Mm. so when I've worked with our ECTs when I've worked with students training it's definitely an area where I've been asked to put in more support because there can be a nervousness around that. You know, if you've got a challenging message to give to parents, you want to get it right. Um, But there are certain things that you can do to to make that a productive conversation. And I think that one of the things that we can do as leaders is work with our teams to Mm. look at how to broach that. So little things such as making sure that whatever conversation you you enter into you have a name and you have a goal and you know what you want the outcome of that conversation to be um if you've got a challenging message to give it's not just about you imparting that information and i think it's really important to move away from that feeling of there's a a hierarchy in a position of power because the minute that that happens you're going to be met with um a defensiveness from the person that you're giving the message to Mm, that's so so true it's a really useful way of looking at it because I think especially when you are feeling nervous about going into a conversation with a parent you tend to focus on your role and what you want to put across and actually that's only half of the conversation isn't it it's really important to remember that yeah and again if you go back to that ultimate aim the aim is that you want to find out more about the child so that you can understand behaviors you can understand what's going on and that means that you need to listen as much as you need to talk Uh, and that's that's something that I think is is fundamentally important so that you can work together you're not just giving a message you're wanting to find out and you're wanting to explore Um, and there might be elements of compromise that you need to give as well because of what you're hearing back from the, the parents and carers that you're working with yeah. But even going down to, I've worked with with young teachers looking at body language as well. You know, if you're if you're sitting behind a desk with a parent sat across from you, what message are you giving there? It's quite a formal portrayal that you're giving there. So even thinking about how you're enabling that conversation to take place, your body language, the fact that you're sitting, 
you know how can you make that informal for me in the school that i'm working at currently lots of our parents um didn't have particularly positive experiences of school so yeah. actually inviting them into the building itself is a challenge mm. immediately when they feel as though you've got a negative message to give there's a there's a, a nervousness there's a, a sense of anxiety there so immediately you've got work to do to try and get to, to that ultimate goal so lots of things about thinking about you know body language thinking about the place where's the best place to have these conversations and ultimately timing because we're all so busy in schools um and if you're trying to give a message when you've got two minutes before you're heading off to a team meeting you're not going to give the sense that you're interested or you've got time to listen so it's about pitching it at the right time as well mm. I feel like what I'm hearing a bit of is kind of get curious, get curious about the parents, who they are, what will work for them, what's their backstory and what do you want to get to together? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, In my experience, if parents believe that you are, you know, genuinely interested in what's going on with their child, then they're going to be much more receptive to taking on board any challenging messages that you've got to give because They've got that trust and that belief that you want the best for their child. And once you've got that, as I've said, you can move mountains. And I suppose it's about working on those relationships to make them more positive before the challenging um, situations come up. Because actually, if you can work on that, helping parents to feel comfortable coming into school, knowing that there are positive messages that you're giving them about their child and that they don't have to have that awful fear of, oh no, what's the teacher going to say? Yeah, absolutely. And again, one of the things that I would do as a leader is really look at your communication methods that you have with parents. Mm. Again, each school's context is very different. So know your parents and know what's going to work for them. If you've got a high proportion of EL parents, sending newsletters and sending flies home isn't going to hit the mark. If you've got parents with barriers to literacy, how are you going to break that down? So yeah. really looking at the how, the when and the why you're going to communicate to get that relationship embedded as well. And I would say that that, that needs a plan. Um, and, you know, as leaders, we can audit that and we can look at that and that will make a huge impact. Communication is, is the key. Brilliant. Wow, those are really great tips. Have you got to finish off then a, a final top tip or anything to add for those middle leaders listening? I'm going to try and talk quickly now because I've got two if that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so my first top tip would be learn from EYFS and I think that applies to so many things. Mm. But most schools, if you go and observe in EYFS, you will see really positive relationships between home and school drill down into what's working well and why is it so effective there? What mm. is it about that that relationship between home and school in early years that works well? And how can that be replicated across school? That's so interesting. The second tip would be really consider the role of homework because for many parents that I've spoken to, that's their negative aspect of school. Um, what is it that you want to achieve by sending homework home? Because there's nothing wrong with it but be really clear about what you want to achieve is it to support academic is it to give parents an idea of what's going on because they are very different aims 
for me, quite often, parents have a battle when children come home helping them with homework and it yeah. becomes a real negative about school. Um, they don't necessarily feel equipped to be able to do it. I would always say that reading together is the homework of choice. If you can engage parents and ask them to really just engage in sharing stories, reading aloud, immersing their child in books, that's the best the best homework that they can be involved in. Mm, that's huge, isn't it? It's, if you can if you can work on that, and that in itself is is a big challenge for schools, isn't it? Yeah. Then that you've got it sussed really, then haven't you? I had to promote reading somewhere. Oh, I think, <laughs> I think it's spot on though because I've got ADHD, and uh, when you look back at my school in history, I never handed a piece of homework in on time, and my mother was at her wit's end. But you know what? I've got great memories of sitting down and reading books at home. Absolutely, and, and I'm a big reader now. Yeah, you've got to consider if it's worth that battle yeah. and that loss of, of relationship. Yeah. yeah, not that I'm saying homework isn't important, but consider why you're doing it and what the mm. goal is. I love that. That's great. Great. Yeah, really, really helpful advice there for middle leaders. Thank you so much. Really yeah. drilling down into that relationship with parents. Thanks so much, Helen, for coming on today. That's really welcome. appreciate speaking to you. Thank you, Helen. You're very welcome. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, you can find more by searching Leading from the Middle wherever you find your podcasts.